Hey guys, this is The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Brittany. This is Whitney. And uh, we are going to talk about the dark side of insecurities today. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, the whole premise of our show is definitely uh, being a girl and the hardships that come with that. And one of the biggest issues I feel like society struggles with is insecure, not enough self-confidence, not enough self-love for sure. Women. Oh, Um, for sure. There's so many things that are geared towards that for us, you know, like every ad that you see on TV or on social media, everything, everything almost tells you that you're not quite good enough, but if you buy this or you do this, you're, you know, then you'll be worthy. Then you'll be, you know, yeah. The world we live in today is super difficult. I think for women, and to feel like we are enough, um, even to ourselves, for our significant others, to people around us. And so we want to talk about it a little bit and just kind of give you the inside scoop to both of our personal journeys with um, in feeling insecurities in a lot of different areas, learning how to love ourselves still trying to love ourselves always working on that it's always a work in progress for sure so some of our episodes definitely have a little more of a lighter humor to them i think this one is getting a little heavier into the it's gonna be a little bit on the dark side we're gonna get dark on you um but real and i think so many women hide this part of themselves and don't talk about it we're as women as a whole i think we put on a really good show sometimes Especially I, (laughs) we live in Utah and I feel like people here especially put on a really good show of everything's fine when in reality, everything's falling apart Yeah, and we don't feel like we can share that. So, um, I think, I don't know where to start. This is a little scary of an episode for me because I was just telling Whitney, if we're going to get real and and throw this out there to everybody, we got it. We have to be honest. We have to be raw. And I think I've come such a far way in the last 10 years in my life that I feel okay putting it out there. And still scary though. It's still scary for sure. So kind of a little bit of my history. I didn't really grow up with a dad ever. So I feel like everyone, the cliche thing, right, is always like the daddy issues, right? The daddy issues. But you didn't end up on a pole dancing. I didn't so. end up as a stripper. <laughs> so, you know, no, but you but, could have made good money. So, but the point, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about after having four kids out of my body, if anyone wants to see that on a pole, but, <laughs> um, no, it, I think what it goes back to though, honestly, is not having a male role model in my life growing up with a male figure telling me, that I'm good enough or telling me that I'm beautiful, that I'm smart, that I'm, you know, a great person. I didn't have that. So do you feel like looking back that you seek that out? So that's what you were looking for? Well, I think just in my adult life, for sure. I, I put a lot of focus on my significant other, my, whether it's been a boyfriend, a husband, you know, that man, that male role in my life. I put a lot of significance on what they think about me and am I good enough for them and I think that's a question I've asked for a very long time instead of just focusing on myself for me sure and so especially in the last few years that's kind of been my journey is to learn how to love myself without a man telling me I'm good enough and I that's why I'm saying when I look back I think it does stem from the daddy issues if you will And in that, it's just not having one there, not having one present. My dad growing up was a drug addict um, from as long as I can remember. He was never really there. And uh, my mom was married a few times. And so I had a few stepdads that were super great. Um, But, you know, when you're older and it's not your real dad, there's definitely a difference there. Sure. And absolutely. So that and then I think I had my first daughter when I was super young, 20 years old. And my relationship with her dad was, you know, the typical really good in the beginning. And then you kind of find out who everybody is and just kind of went downhill from there. I am really good friends with my both of my exes. And so I'm never going to have, 
you know, anything bad to say about anybody. It's just within those relationships, some things have happened. There's always good and bad in every relationship. Yeah. And like I said, I am on my third marriage, third time's a charm, but in my last two relationships, especially there, you know, were some things that definitely, um, I think kind of steered me into being way more insecure in my life and never feeling good enough. And, um, so yeah, it's just been a long road for me. And I started, I even remember in high school, super made fun of, you know, and that's just, yeah, no way. Yes. And I was a gymnast. I did cheerleading for a little while. Um, but you know, there's like the, and I don't know, cause I grew up on the East coast, so I didn't grow up here. I don't know if there's like differences everywhere, but it was kind of like, there's, you know, that higher popular group. And then there's, you know, there's all like stupid groups yeah. in school, right? Yes. Every high school has their cliques. Yeah. And so I feel like I wasn't at the bottom of the totem pole, but I wasn't at the top either. Oh, girl. Was, yeah. Right there with you. Yeah. For sure. But I had a few select boys like completely shred me apart in high school and it was very detrimental to me and I look back now as a you know 33 year old a grown woman and I laugh my ass off at these people because these particular men I've heard are just complete druggy losers and these are the people I let tear me apart when I was younger yeah um I have a high school relationship like that I still think back on to this day sometimes and think I can't believe that I allowed him to treat me like that or do things or, you know, just whatever. I yeah. still think about it. These weren't even people I dated. This was just like people I oh, went God. to school with that were so rude to me and made fun of my acne really bad. I had acne. And so you take those things and you don't realize it at the time. You don't. You realize it, I think, when you're an adult and you look back you and go, You can see it from Whoa. a different viewpoint for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so not having that male role model being made fun of by the really popular dudes at school who are usually douches. Oh, yeah. such douchebags. They really are like, hopefully one of them gets a whiff of this and I can just say, <laughs> look at me now. Look at me now, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, where are you at? Like doing heroin on the side of the road. Good for you. So, you know, but you, you see it when you're an adult looking back and then going through two marriages that had some things go on in them that, you know, kind of tore me down a little bit. And I was not my best self in those marriages. It it takes two people. It it definitely does. I didn't know how to love myself at all. And I, and I didn't know how to feel secure even within the issues and work through things. And then you get out of that and you never really, you know, what's the next thing you're doing? It wasn't like I was always trying to look for a man. Sure. It's just, you know, I met my husband really fast this time and, you know, his sister was one of my best friends and we just met by chance. It was crazy. It was so meant to be. And I believe in that, but it was so quick that I didn't get to really find myself after my divorce. And when you don't so important. Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't find yourself and you just go into another relationship, you're just bringing all that shit with you. All the baggage. All the baggage. And so that's kind of, I think, in the last few years where I really realized, whoa, this is heavy. Like the stuff I'm doing to myself is not healthy. And it all comes down to insecurity, not feeling enough, not having enough self-love. I mean, come on, how many women out there feel this way on a daily basis? Well, and the the truth is too, and it's taken me years and after my divorce to really figure out that if you can't, if you can't love yourself, not that no one else can love you because that's not true. There are tons of people who love you, even if when you don't love yourself, but you're not your best self. And you do bring a lot into another relationship when you don't love yourself. You can't, you're not fully happy if you can't learn to accept yourself or who you are. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's kind of where I've been. And so I came into my marriage, you know, with Mark. And now this is somebody who I've said before is just my rock. And, um, you know, he's been through some really crappy relationships. And so somebody like me, I walk in, I mean, he knew me for one week and said, I knew I could marry you. I knew I wanted to be with you for the rest of my life. And from day one, this man has had every ounce of, confidence for me and love in, you know, for me and 
or confidence in me, mm-hmm. love for me, support. But he's also said at times like, babe, you've got to figure this out because I can't always hold you up. I can't. He's like, no matter how many times I tell you, you're the most beautiful thing to me or you're the love of my life. He's like, if you don't believe that, it doesn't matter what I say to you. Exactly. And it's not going to change it. It got pretty scary there for a year or two. And I didn't realize it. And I didn't even know how to get out of it. So I'm going to kind of get really real right now. And um, (laughs) I get a little choked up. Because, okay, people that know me and people that see me in my life this is what they see a cute spunky bubbly happy girl that seems so confident and when people know my story and they hear the things I struggle with I've had girls say there's no way I never thought you would even understand that and that's why I feel like it's so important to talk about this because the world we live in with social media and all the comparisons out there I knew there was no way I could do this without crying. It's so hard. And I think social media can be such a great thing. I love looking back at my Instagram and scrolling and looking at my beautiful memories I've made with my family. I love keeping up with my friends and my family out there. But when you get into those dark places of scrolling and comparing yourself and picking yourself apart it is so unhealthy well social media is only good as long as you're using it for the right reasons right yeah and when you're scrolling through and you're you're actively comparing yourself to everyone and what they have and what they look like and that it's so unhealthy it's and the the problem is it's just right there at our fingertips yeah. so when we are down that's such an easy thing to turn to which just makes us get more down on ourselves. Something that I have struggled with that I think people do not talk about, and I'm going to throw it out there. Um, so I'm about to let anybody in my life kind of know the, the dark side of me here. I've struggled with comparison for a very long time. And only within the last year, year of my life, have I been able to pull myself out of it and learn how to love myself in the last year. And a story I want to share is kind of something I did that is sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely crazy now that I look back on it, but it was so real to me. And I think if anybody is out there doing this, I want you to hear it because I want you to know that you are not alone. Um, so kind of my history, I've been in a relationship before that um, had, you know, let's just be real, like pornography's out there and a lot of guys, ex- yeah, a lot of, I mean, no man is immune to it. Right. And I think when you, I have a lot of girlfriends who in their relationships and marriages have a husband who has either struggled with pornography or, you know, whatever dabbled in it here and there. And I've had so many girls kind of approach me and talk to me about that and how it makes them feel and how, it, it, it's just out there. It's a thing. Absolutely. Right? We need to say Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Say it out loud. Um, well, and it's a thing too between couples because I think a lot of things with the pornography is that it's it's a hidden yeah. thing, which creates issues on both sides when the other person finds out about it because then, especially for us females, it's, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Yeah. I'm not... You know, and for the guys hiding it, it's a secret. And then it becomes, you know, more of a, more of, uh, what's the word? I wanted to say fun. That's not it. But, you know, when it's secretive, it, yeah, that passion or that, you know, you just can't give it up so easily. So. Yeah. And, you know, so I've, I've, I've had a little bit of this in my past and I've experienced a little bit of that. And, um, so coming into my marriage, I, 
I, I was, I just feel very on like high alert all the time. And that's always been something that's been super hard for me. I don't handle well, even, you know, watching a show or a movie that has sex in it or super, super sexy women. Um, I, I just completely self-destruct inside internally and go to a place. I always went to a place of not feeling good enough, not being sexy enough, not, looking like that, not being able to, you know, or just the panic of always feeling like, does my husband think so this person is more attractive than me? Or, oh, how can you even look at me after you've seen that? Or, you know, and that's sure. just the problem with the world sure. is everything yes. is so Hollywood and everything is so filtered and done yep. up that, come on, you it's see, not real life. It's not real life. And you right. see these actresses out on the street in the magazines, right? At when, the beach in their bikinis. Yeah. And they, don't. And, it, and they look like rats, just like the rest of exactly. us with their messy Or they've got bun. the cellulite on their thighs and butt, you know, just yeah. like everyone else. And that's the problem with the world. But so many women don't open their eyes to that part of it. They just see all of the perfection and then rip themselves apart. And especially when we've had babies and we have mom skin on our belly and we have, and we're getting older. So we're, we're getting yeah. older. Um, what else? I mean, people don't have boobs, nurse babies, your boobs are flat. I mean, there's just so much out there that women just don't like about themselves. Right. You might be overweight from having kids or maybe even not having kids and just struggling with your weight right now or all of this is out there, right? So I kind of fell into this category of just always, always, always comparing myself to people and being on high alert and anxiety ridden and just never liking myself. And it felt so miserable. Like I knew it wasn't okay and I knew it wasn't healthy. But I almost couldn't stop feeling that way. It was so deep, deeply embedded and rooted in me. Um, Probably don't even realize that half the time. You don't, no. And so something that happened that I want to share is my husband, when we first got married, um, he has an ex-girlfriend. And this is not my stepdaughter's mother. This is someone else. Um, And I was shown uh, some photos of her. And because his sisters were kind of joking with me, it was like my little bachelorette night and they were like, oh my gosh, we're so glad that, you know, Mark's actually marrying you because, and not the skank bag he was with before. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? I mean, and listen, I came into this relationship just feeling like we've talked about this in another episode. My husband was the most verbal, loving, like I felt on top of the world. I finally felt like this is somebody that, oh my gosh, I just can feel the most beautiful person with. Yes. And this is where I went downhill. This was the demise of myself, Mm, right? Good intentions gone bad. Yeah. So, um, I had one of my sister's-in-law's tell, and I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh gosh, it was ridiculous. Like she had photos of herself plastered all over her Facebook of like a boudoir photo shoot shoot she did. And yeah. And they at the time right they had no idea my struggles or the things that i was doing or comparing myself or being insecure about right mm-hmm. and so one of them showed me a picture of her and i'll tell you what my heart sank my heart sank because in that moment and this is what i think so many women don't give themselves credit in that moment whitney i not for one second sat there and thought, I'm beautiful. I'm a sexy girl. He chose me. He chose me. I'm a damn, I look damn good after having at this time, three kids. Um, no, none of those thoughts went through my head. My number one thought when I saw this photo was my heart sank. I felt sick to my stomach and I wanted to run away from this relationship because in my world, it was like, how the hell do I compete with that? I do not look like that. Well, here's the kicker, people. Ready, ladies and gentlemen? Either did she. That was filtered and done up. And I have lived through. This is super hard for me to talk about, by the way, because this is something that like you do not want to say out loud. It is so humiliating. But I feel like if I'm helping even one person, I got to tell this. I beat myself up over this person for about two years. 
and two years and questioned everything. Just how can you want to sleep with me after being with someone like this sexually? How can you think I'm good looking after being with someone like this? Because I didn't, I never saw her in real life. Right. right? So I you're own- seeing these doctor Photoshop yes. pictures thinking that and in like she's perfect, sexy lingerie, like literally my worst nightmare. It's like you, you might as well have just told me he was with a porn star. I mean, no joke. That was my worst, absolute worst nightmare. And at this point, because like I said, I didn't come into this relationship and have worked on myself before I just jumped right into another relationship. I didn't even know until it freaking hit me like a freight train out of nowhere. I had no idea I felt this or was really like struggling with anything until this, it was such a pivotal moment in my life. Um, and I went downhill for a couple years and nobody on the outside would have ever known it. Everyone around me, just, you're so beautiful. You're so cute. Oh, you do your menus, your family night. Which if you do not, if you've not seen Brittany, she is (laughs) tiny, cute, bubbly person. She will talk to anyone. But that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to have your own struggles. And that doesn't mean that anyone that you see that you think they have all their shit together, no one does. Everyone has their issues. See, and that was one of my hardest things was that people, everyone else in my life, including my husband, was always telling me, you know, how great I was. But because I didn't know that and I didn't believe that for a second, it didn't matter what anybody said. Right. You know, and, and here I was. So here's this pivotal moment for me where I see this and I start questioning everything. And I never felt insecure with my husband until this day. Never. I didn't. He really honest to God made me feel like I was the most incredible thing in his universe. And now here's the funny part about it. What I know now and can see now is that in that moment, he still thought I was the best thing in his universe. Of course he did. He still thought I was the most beautiful girl he'd ever been with. He still thought I was the best sex he ever had. Okay, but I didn't give myself any credit in that moment. So I took that photo and just ran with it. And I beat myself into the ground. And so on the outside, I just looked like I was this super, super, super happy person and had it all together and, you know, was this great, confident girl. And on the inside, I was literally dying and no one knew it. And I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And this girl had this picture. I won't even say this girl, this photo, a photograph had so much power over me. You have no idea because the person on the stories I've been told about, about her, even by my own husband, was just like, oh, I knew it was never going to go anywhere. His whole family, too, were just like, we always wondered, what, what he, are you doing? What is he doing with her? She was just kind of off the wall weird. Like, nobody really approved of this. Everyone was just trying to be nice. Um, and here's the deal. I was best friends with his sister. I mean, still am. You know, she's one of my best friends. And so this is someone that's not just feeding me a load of crap. Right. Like, she, I even heard some of these stories even before I met her brother, met my husband. And so I know all of this, right? And even my husband would tell me a million times over, like I was with this girl for over a year and I knew I never wanted to put a ring on that or spend my life with her. He's like, I knew you for one week. I needed to be with you forever. And right. So here's this moment where I took this photograph and I ran with it. And what I did is I completely became obsessed with comparing myself to her. And how unfair is that? Because if I would have went out and booked a boudoir photo shoot and had someone doctor me up, you better believe I'm some hot bitch. Okay. Like I, I even thought about doing it. Anyone can be anybody like that. Yes. Uh, Anyone, anybody. And so I tore myself apart and I questioned and I questioned, and this is like honest, honestly, the darkest place I've ever been in my life. And I questioned my husband. I questioned everything. I would ask him the most detailed shit about their relationship or compared my body, this and that. And and my husband would get so frustrated with me because he's looking at me going, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. I don't care about this other girl at all. I don't. He's like, she's old news. Yeah, He's like, I've never even given her a thought since the second I met you. He's like, even before I met you, we were broken up. I never gave her a thought. And he, and, but his biggest thing was, are you kidding me? He's like, look at your body. Like 
you are everything to me. I mean, but it's like when you're in that dark place and you're in that just heavy insecurity, what do you even call it? Hell? Let's just say hell. Definitely. Absolutely. Hell for sure. When you're in that, you don't hear anything. My brain was always just like, he has to tell me that. He has to tell you that. He has to tell you that. He's your husband. He's never going to tell you his ex-girlfriend was hotter than you. Isn't that something I think a lot of women think? Yes, I would absolutely. You ask those dumb shit questions and you're like. And And you don't believe the answer. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, I already know what the answer is. I've seen it. I know it. I already know it. You're just a big fat liar. Now you're lying to me because I'm standing in front of you. Now you're an a-hole and you're lying. No, this, we went through this for a couple years and um, my husband honestly was like, I he said this to me one day. He goes, I will hate you if this marriage fails. And he goes, I will hate you because you are everything I've ever wanted. And It's a little bit of a wake up call. It's I can't even tell this without crying. Just please anybody that's out there like struggling with their self image. God, I know what you feel like. And it is terrible. It's terrible to do that to yourself. I swear I'm going to be funny on the next 10 podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) On the next 10 episodes, you have humorous Brittany back. Hey, we came here to get real. So I just, this is something that now, the last year of my life, I was done. I was done. I even questioned sometimes, Whitney, should I just walk away from this? Because he doesn't deserve it. I'm so tired of feeling like I'm comparing myself to this past ghost in his life. Well, and that's exactly what she, and that, that's the so dangerous part is that you don't even know who she is. So you're making up in your head, this yeah. perfect person who that's what we do. She's absolutely not. Every person has major flaws in it. You know, it already didn't work out between yeah. the two of them. Oh yeah. And so they become this person you can't live up to. Well, this is the thing. It was kind of that point where I knew I, I'm going to lose the love of my life because I'm so damn insecure right now. And this is the weird part. I'm not insecure. I'm not. I was never the wife or the girl that like you'd go to dinner and you are like, oh, did you just look at her? I'm not the girl that's like going through the phone thinking he's, you know, cheating. I'm not the girl that you know, walks around being insecure of everybody around me. For me, it was some weird connection that, uh, now I'm sniffling. It, it, it was some weird connection for me, Whitney, of like someone he was with intimately or yes. had a relationship with. So I wasn't just this like jealous, insecure psychopath walking around. I mean, I, I'm not even jealous. You're not I just was, picking people out of the crowd. Like, no. She looks better than me. She looks. Yeah. Right. No, it, it was it's like, because there's a history. There. It was the history part of it. But even my stepdaughter's mom never had an insecurity like physically with her at all. Um, you know, and I, I know how my husband feels about this individual and it just, it was never a thought to me, but there wasn't a correlation for me. It was like, I knew how horrible their relationship was. I've heard all the stories from, sure, you know, of course, family, yeah. things like that. But it, it was just more my, what I, my baggage I brought in, my insecurities I brought in, and then it lined, it aligned perfectly with this, you know, photo shoot of just, it was like my real life porn star that my husband had slept with with, or been with you know absolutely and and it took me down a really dark road and when mark got to a point yeah i questioned even walking away for a little bit like i can't do that i I don't i'm I'm so sick of thinking about this i my husband doesn't deserve that um i just got to some really dark places and i kept trying to tell myself you know just stop looking why are you killing yourself looking at this I, i full on got rid of my facebook Full on got rid of my Facebook. Uh, I used to have Facebook back in the day. I kept my Instagram, but it was never anything I could like see on there of her. Sure. And um, what makes me sick to my stomach now, present time, is that I gave this individual so much power over me. 
Okay. It, it makes me actually sick. I have so much remorse over it. I have apologized to my husband so many times. And of course, Mark is like, he just loves me so much. I, that guy's a saint, <laughs> you know, he really is. He, he's, he's just grateful to see that I kind of came out of that. Yes, a while but now back. you can see. Yeah. And, and kind of what happened is that turning point where he just kind of said, like, if you ruin our relationship because you can't get over the fact that I, this is some stupid picture. He'd always tell me that's not even what she really looks like. It's not even what she looks like. Like you don't know. He's like, you need to listen to me because I was there. I saw this person all the time. Like he goes, he would always say, you're making this up in your head. You are making up an entire scenario in your head. But I think we all do stuff like that in whatever area it is, but it's not shit people talk about no i mean my husband he has lived with a few past girlfriends you know and so when we were first together that was kind of a hard thing for me to wrap my mind around a little bit because i grew up in a religious household you know and i got married really young the first time i was 19 so you know so for me to just think that he had to for me to get over the idea that these relationships to him were not necessarily casual, but you know, same thing with Mark. Like he never, he, he always tells, I never saw myself marrying them. I knew it wouldn't, we would never get married. That wasn't, that wasn't what it was about, you know, but it's okay. But you still lived with these, with these people, like these, these girls, you know, and what, what was your life like with them and what, you know, so yeah, I absolutely can see letting the past. So did you have? Can future. I ask you? Did you have some of that stuff where you kind of did like questioned or compared? Absolutely yourself, whether absolutely. it was physically or the relationship or. Oh whatever. yeah, I would look up one of his ex girlfriends occasionally on Facebook and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, and for me, it wasn't. It wasn't so much physical, which she is very attractive, very pretty. Um, it was more, um, my husband had made a comment one time that he loved that she, um, had gone to school and that she had this great career. And for me, I've, I've always worked and that's fine. Um, I put my first husband through school and so I dropped out of college for, you know, to help him get to where he wanted to be. That's, what I thought would be good for our relationship in the long run. Um, and I've never gone back and finished my degree ever. And so, and my husband did not say that to make me feel bad about myself, but it instantly was like, Oh my God, she is better than me because she has this degree and he sees her as, you know, above me because she is, is in this working world. She has this degree. She has this great, this great career. And he, he just like idolizes that, you know, like he, he puts a lot of emphasis. He thinks, I don't even know how to word that, but it's important for him to go to school. It's important for him. Not, not that he doesn't, he doesn't care whether I go to school or not. That has nothing to do with it. That's not, that's not it at all. It's just, he had just mentioned the one time that the one thing that he really found that he really liked about her was just that she had this, you know, she, she had been a go-getter really. Yeah. Like she knew what she wanted and she had gone after it. She went to school and had a great career. And so you take that one thing, Oh right? God, I took and that you, so personal. You take the stab to the heart and then you run with it. And oh, that's the one thing you absolutely. hang on to. I still occasionally will tell him like, if you were to ever cheat on me, I kn- it would be with he works in a hospital, so it would be with like a doctor or it would be with like it it would be with someone someone like that because that's to me in my mind now just because of that comment that's what he finds attractive. That's what you yeah. know, that's a big deal to him. Ugh, and then you take that one thing. We take that one thing and we tell ourselves we're not good enough. Absolutely. And we're not as good as this person. Yep. I know. And I can't live up to that. And I can't, you know, I should probably go back to school, but I'm also raising two young kids and I work full time. 
you know, like, okay, but one of these days I'm going to have to go back or I'm going to lose him, which is ridiculous because he doesn't care. But I absolutely, I absolutely get stuck in that thought of. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. We've all had some Joe Schmo that we've social media stalked. I mean, come on, we could have a whole episode on people (laughs) we've social media stalked. I will create a list. You start off with them and you end up on their cousin's page just trying to see if there's a photo of them somewhere. I mean, it's like, I swear to you, I, it's, it's so dark. And I, you know, I'm grateful for you sharing that because I, you know, I think stories like this, and I've had a few other friends that I've opened up to about this and they've actually told me like, oh, so-and-so had an ex-girlfriend. I kind of did that with too. And this and that. Yeah, absolutely. and, and it has helped me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone, you know? And, um, that's why, you know, I think I, I feel okay about throwing it out there because I don't give a shit who thinks I'm some psychopath. Like <laughs> you're a liar. I feel like if you say you've never looked up someone on social media that you've had an insecurity with, like, exactly. I don't even care if it's a famous person. Like we all Anyone. have our stuff. Yes. You know? Doesn't have to be your next door neighbor. This is... This is the this is the best part of my journey. The best part of the story. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This I feel like <laughs> I used to pray to run into this person in oh, person. Oh, I've been there. I actually would pray. Who prays about stuff like this? Okay, whatever. Me. I did too. <laughs> and I would pray and I used to tell my husband that. I just wish I could run into this person so I could see for myself in person. if I'm a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Well, the heavens opened up and my prayer was answered just like a few months ago. What? So this is after I already started my journey with like really trying to get this deep shit out of my soul, right? And realizing like you're going to push this amazing man away if you don't stop this behavior and get over it and plus I just got really sick and tired of feeling this way it eats at you until you've got nothing left in you and so um I would pray like please let me just run into this person sometime somewhere whatever and um yeah like I said I and who the hell knows if this person is will be out there listening like you know, whatever. I'm not here to bash but anybody. If you are. <laughs> I'm not here to. I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm just saying. Don't you think this song is about you? My, <laughs> I'm not here to bash anyone. It's just my husband would tell me a lot of the times you're building this person up way too much. He's like, Brittany, you are beautiful. You are way better looking than this girl. You know, whatever. But so I would always go. I just wish I would run into her so I could see that for myself if I'm really crazy. <laughs> so test this out. I uh, ran into her at a grocery store. Oh boy! And did you immediately recognize her? Um, kind of, yeah. But she has like different colored hair and stuff now. And this is the best part of the story: is like she went from blonde to brunette. And this is what my husband thinks. He, sh- this chick, okay. I got to throw this out there. In the beginning of our relationship, uh, we were engaged. She like came out of the cracks out of nowhere and reached out to my husband and was. Did this happen before? Before you were Shauna Pitcher? Um, Because that definitely would have cracked wide some insecurities. Oh, I have a story um, for you. No, it did. It ha- I th- I'm pretty sure. I mean, this was gosh, four years ago, but I think it did happen before the picture. So even with that, I remember, and, and I wasn't with my husband. He was like with his brother-in-law's um, building airplanes or something weird. And the guys do. And, 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 and I always had said to him, I said, listen, if this ex ever, if, if an ex ever contacts you, this, person because the way they kind of ended was just like this weird mutual what are we We're going doing our separate ways here. yeah and i mean i guess she had like cheated on him and the guy's been cheated on by everybody it's like so weird to me i'm like being married to mark i'm like he's just he's just not the guy you cheat on okay anyway so but then she kind of fell off the face of the earth i guess like changed a phone number all of this stuff like he never Moving even on, heard huh? from her again so I always said, listen, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Like if this person ever does reappear, try to contact you, please tell me. So he had this experience. He was with his brothers 
And uh, I guess she had called. She had heard through some grapevine that he was getting married. And this was a matter of six months after they had broken up. He was with her for a couple years. Um, and so she was feeling pretty ticked off that he met somebody and was already getting married somehow. Sure. Yeah. And so he, uh, you know, stuck to his promise. And he, after, you know, he, he told me right away. He called me and said, listen, I need to tell you something. You know, she kind of gave me a phone call. And I mean, my stomach sank. Just I remember a little, little just, phone call, you know, just a little phone call. And he had said to me, you know, he told me what was said and I was pretty pissed. So I kind of made a ballsy move and I had reached out to her on Facebook. Oh, really? And I wrote a message that was just like, hey, listen, uh, I'm not too comfortable with the fact that you just reached out to him and kind of said some of this stuff and. You know, I, it's just, it's so socially awkward to me. You just don't do that to somebody. I, I would never find out one of my exes was engaged and call them and. Oh, I do it to like, every single one of my yeah, exes. Right, you psycho. <laughs> and so I kind of want, I almost wanted to put my feelers out there and let her know, like, bitch, I'm watching you. You know, I mean. My eyes are on you. Okay. My scrappy little okay. Italian self was kind of like my claws were coming out a little bit. And what I've been through in some of my relationships and feeling not good enough and insecure, you better believe. So yeah, I think it was before we had, she had messaged me back and we basically somehow ended up on the phone with each other. <laughs> I'm not even making this, this shit so up. Great. You can't even make this shit up right now. Brittany's going to write a book about her life. I probably seriously could. Um, so we end up on the phone with each other and we're having this conversation that is so effed up because we're both like, she's just kind of telling me how, yeah, you guys are definitely better suited for each other. Like she would ask me questions. I would kind of ask her questions. Oh, if I could, this is the weirdest conversation ever is disgusting mark what and i had to tell him i was like uh, oh my gosh was he furious he was furious he's like what the hell is wrong with both of you and i was like listen like i don't think it was cool we that she, had to get it out of our system okay we obviously had to get something out of our system because this chick's over here feeling frustrated that you never married her and your new chick's sitting over here frustrated that that chick's coming out of the cracks because she finds out you're getting married and i don't trust bitches like this can i just say that <laughs> i don't you're plastering boudoir photo shoot pictures all over your in your social media like you want attention you i'm oh, sorry yeah. it is what it is that's just how i feel and um and i'm not talking like listen if you i don't want to offend anybody out there that's look i think it's great if you feel like <laughs> If you feel good in your skin and you're you've taken boudoir pictures and you feel like that is beautiful, great. But that yeah. that's not necessarily what this is about. This no. is you know I, I think that's wonderful. You do you. I if you am, feel good in that and that makes you feel beautiful. Yes, awesome. I apologize to anyone out there that has boudoir photo shoots. I just have issues with this particular individual. <laughs> Because you <laughs> felt like it was geared toward well, a certain thing? Or? And I know some stories from their relationship. I mean, my husband would tell me a lot of the times that, you know, this is this is a girl who would come home and tell him how guys were hitting on her all the time. And, oh, I and always do that to I my husband. No. Like, oh, so hot. <laughs> I'm so hot that dad at the grocery store eyed me up and down like I still got it. No. <laughs> I think I just had a little more of a sore spot here because it was like... I just knew she was a girl that doesn't have the best intentions. She's not reaching out to be like, oh, hey, heard you're getting married. Congratulations. She's reaching out because she's feeling pissed off. You're making off. a big mistake here. You should have chosen me. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, this was a person who, because she was so like attention driven that I had crazy thoughts in my head of like, is she going to show up at his work one day? Sure. Like in a trench coat with nothing underneath it. Like this, Always a good I don't trust bitches like this. I just don't. You want me to be real? I'm going to be real here. Um, so anyway, this is my story. So the heavens open up. I run into this person at the grocery store and we both kind of, do you do the awkward I don't notice. Yeah. Look, and I kind of like dance around each other, grabbing. Well, and this is in the same town I live in. So then I'm like, uh, oh, do you live, live in my freaking town? We live, by, we live yeah. right by each other. We live by each other. Next door neighbors turns out. And I think it was the best experience I've ever had. It was so eye opening for me because talking to this individual, we, we had a little like maybe five minute conversation and I realized how ridiculous I am. 
Yeah, but you know, you started this you started the story off by just saying, you know, you saw a picture and it completely but there's obvious there's more to the story than just one photo taking you down that path. Yeah. There had been a history of and her attempting something whether it was to get try to get back together with him or just to call him out for, you know, why didn't it work with me? Whatever. Yeah. There was some form of contact and then this picture making her look like she's, you know, well, I don't the care perfect who you person. Are. Like what girl out there just feels super fine and peachy with some ex coming back in the picture and complaining that you didn't marry her? I, is any girl out there okay with this? Does this make anybody comfortable like i like to call up all my exes occasionally and just say why didn't you marry <laughs> no. i know we were 15 but i still still so listen this sounds terrible and i and i promise everyone like i am a good person this is just this was my personal hell for me of comparison okay that's my one story of comparison that i have that has led me to the depths of misery and so to run into this individual at a grocery store and i have my baby with me right and for a minute she pretended like she didn't remember who my husband was or who anybody was who is that from high school and i was like weird but here's the deal like i really am not here to like sit and bash anybody but this is such an important pivotal part of my story because I run into this individual and talking for even a few minutes realize whoa <laughs> okay like what can I say here I don't <laughs> be very select with my words um basically I just realized and let's just say the physicality of it right she is not an ugly individual okay sure. but when you strip all that crap down I was like, oh, whoa, you got some pimples on your face. Whoa, you have a little bit of some muffin top going on there. Oh, you're actually like, a real person and whoa, not a supermodel. You don't look like I thought you looked. And I'm not going to lie right now, Whitney. Like it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I walked away from it almost shaking because for how many years did I hold this person up on some pedestal in my mind that she was so much better than me, so much prettier than me, so much whatever than mm -hmm. me. And to see this individual in person and realize what the hell was I? What was uh, I worried about? Hey, God, you couldn't have like answered my prayer three years ago and let me just get this over with in the beginning. But you know what? I, I wouldn't even take it back. I wouldn't because I've learned so much about myself and I love that I started my journey with this before I ever even actually run into her in person. That's the that's best great. part for me. But I love that. I also love, I'm not going to lie. I love that I ran into this individual and I got back in the car and I immediately called my husband. He was on a, a work trip and so he wasn't even in town for a week. And he's like, you're making this shit up. I'm like, I swear to you, I'm not. I swear to you, I'm not. I'm like, oh, I, I just this. ran into her. And I said, holy crap, everything you've ever told me is completely true. Like talking to her, it's like a space case. Like you're just. Like you don't lie to me. It's like you didn't actually lie all those years. <laughs> and I told him, I, I apologized profusely. I really did. I said, my first words, I said, I owe you. I know I've already apologized for all the questioning, all the insecurity, but I said, I owe you the biggest apology. I am the biggest asshole in the universe. That's what I said to him. He goes, I told you you were prettier. I, I like, you never believed me. He's like, do you see now? <laughs> you never believe the things that I say. No, I know. And so I just, we kind of laughed at it. Like he was like, well, I'm glad it only took you know. three years for you to run into this individual at a grocery store. And like, you it should have just found out where she lived and taken you to her house a long time ago. Well, it was the weirdest conversation. Like she kept asking where we lived. She did. She's like, so where do you guys live? And I was like, oh, we just bought a house. I mean, I live, you know, two minutes from the grocery store where I was at. I was like, oh, just bought a house last year right down there. And she would ask like three or four times. So, but what is it by? I swear to you, it's because she probably lives in that area and mm, wanted to make sure. Yeah. And this is the best part. A couple weeks ago, black, like right before black Friday mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving. Right. So a month ago, um, we are in Lowe's 
We're in Lowe's, Home Depot, Lowe's. Sure. One of those. We're in one of those man stores by where we're we live. One of those stores that has wood in it. And my husband and I have the baby with us. All the big kids are with their dad for the weekend. And we're in there. And you know how they always have like the Christmas lights and the little flashy mm-hmm. things everywhere. Yeah. So we take the baby over and we're showing her the Christmas lights. And I shit you not. Are you ready for this? I turn my freaking head. If you're listening, I don't know if you saw us, but we saw you. No. We were spying. No, I turned my head and she was right next to me. Oh, this is not a joke. She was right next to me pushing a cart with apparently she's dating someone that has a little kid that's maybe two. Okay. And she's got her in the cart. And I look at my husband and I turn to him and I go, look beside me. Right. <laughs> look now. over here. He turn. he looks, he turns his head and looks and just, he's like deer in the headlights. Holy shit. What are the odds of this? He's like <laughs> within months, like two times. I was like, I know she's got to live by us now. Like you don't run into people at the grocery you store be on the same street and lows unless you live by this individual. But even again, it was like a second reminder of me. Like, cause listen, I'm not going to lie a few years ago with, if I would have ran into this person with my husband, I probably would have ran to the car been bawling, went into a complete spiral. Right. But we walked out of there. Because you wouldn't be actually looking at her. No, I would have been in the vision in the head. Exactly, exactly. And we walked out of there kind of like laughing. I mean, we were both, it was like a weird moment. We were like, oh, 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 oh my goodness. And there they are. Okay. (laughs) And we just slowly backed away and like went to the car. And this is, I'm not even joking, my husband's first reaction because he hasn't seen her in person since they broke up. And he goes, Ooh, what happened? Like, he's like, I can't. He goes, is why? He just goes, why? Like, Brittany, why? Like, why <laughs> for years did you struggle with this? And I am really not trying to be the mean girl here. I promise. I promise. It's just, I do have to tell my side of the story. I do. Tell your truth. I have to tell my truth because, and we kind of well, laughed at this. Same. You know? When you put someone up on a pedestal and they have no flaws and they have, and then you're able to actually see them as a real human being who yeah. everyone has their flaws. Everyone has their issues. You know, you realize, oh my gosh, I was so freaking dumb for even thinking that, that this person was perfect. Cause that's not, and listen, not people, real. I'm the girl that looks in at myself in the mirror sometimes and goes, who, what happened? You know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not, but I think the reason, the reason I feel grateful that I could run into this individual and go through this is because when I was in that super dark place, um, it's heavy, it's sad, it's scary. I mean, I remember there were days where like, I would literally be so depressed from comparing myself and mm-hmm. looking at this individual on social media and just for hours, I would be in some weird place some weird low place that I couldn't even drag myself out of and you know my husband would come home and I would just be mopey and sad and depressed and he's like off having a good day at work and so excited to come home and see me and the whole time he's been gone what have I been doing building up this whole story in my head yep building up a whole story in my head about how like his ex-girlfriend must have been so much better than me to him and so by the time he would come home I was like a lunatic. You know what I mean? I probably look like the biggest lunatic. Have you ever been there? Doing that? Uh, I tend to hide things. Okay. I tend to hide things. I was actually going to mention that earlier. It's like, man, you had these conversations out loud with your husband, which is amazing because uh, after getting divorced, I did try very hard to spend some time on myself and trying to figure out where I want to be. So I I try really hard. I still absolutely struggle with comparison a lot, but I I try really hard to pull myself out of it quickly. I mean, even, I mean, with the one girl that my husband, you know, lived with the one that I struggled with the most when we were first together. I mean, literally like all the time, like once a week, I was probably like, Okay, not once a week, but like occasionally, way more than I should have, because I should have never. You're like, okay, not once a week. I'm looking Every her up like on days. Facebook, like going through pictures and going through, you know, like, yep. okay. And my husband is a big boob guy. Like he loves boobs, which is really funny because I have very small boobs. 
But, you know, I'd be like, oh, like I'd always tease him and be like, oh, well, I bet she had bigger boobs than me. And he's like, no, not really. Like, to him, like it's no big deal to him, you know. Yeah. But in my mind, now I've got like a million things going and, yeah, you know. But there was a history there just like with your, with, like with Mark with and that girl, you know, when Brad and I were first together. It was like our relationship was very new, but he went to visit some friends and uh, he... <laughs> Okay, you guys, one thing you need to know about my husband is that he is like just super friendly. Almost every relationship has ended on good terms for him. And so he is friends with like all of his exes. And so barf, and it doesn't, it doesn't bother me now. And it didn't bother me with anyone else. In fact, when we first got together, he was actually living with a friend, a friend who's sister was one of his exes and she lived in the basement with her new boyfriend oh wow yeah well at least there was a boyfriend there yeah so it didn't it didn't bother me at all but it was just you know he had gone back to visit some people and had visited her and some things were exchanged about how you know she kind of wished that when they were together that they had been older and that you know that things might have been different and so that that really is what i think started the whole thing of you know she she wishes that things were different and that they were together and then you start you see one picture or two picture or you know yeah one little thing gets said about how you know something that they liked about them and that's spirals out of control good night the end (laughs) (laughs) and we're done guys live with that no No, so Brittany, what would you what would you tell people uh that are suffering from these kind of insecurities. No, I was saying good night, the end, not like the oh. end. I'm, no, I'm saying like. <laughs> well, we're not wrapping it up. Just uh, no, I'm this. just saying good night, the end, like in our heads. Like that's oh, all yeah, we need. We're Couple done. pictures, you're done. Like yeah. it's the spiral. Totally. There you go. That's totally. what I meant by that. Sorry, I wasn't like. <laughs> and we're done, guys. Good night, click. <laughs> Let's end on that shitty note. No. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I applaud you right now, Wit, because I know you're more of a private person. And I just spill my crap all over the floor. I'm just more of an awkward person. No, (laughs) I love you. No, but I think that's good because someone with my personality, there's pros and cons. It's a good thing because I can speak my mind, but it's a bad thing because sometimes I speak my mind when I shouldn't, (laughs) you know, and it gets me in trouble in a lot of places. So let me just say I applaud you 100% for like sharing that because I know you make me feel normal, a little more normal, like... I sit across Come to from my level of normal. I know. Normalcy. And this is the thing about it's women. I sit here and I look across the table at Whitney. She's completely stunning. She's beautiful. Boobs are no oh, boobs. Jammies. She Come is on, a hottie. And Whitney looks the same at me. Like we exactly. all do that to each other. Um, so yeah, no, I wasn't cutting you off. Like what, what else? You're <laughs> and saying? we're done. See you guys. Good morning. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think. You know, what are, what would you suggest for people that are struggling Okay, that are well, maybe in this pit of hell right now? I actually do have some things I did because I think that's important to end on and let Absolutely. people know that's listening. The, these are some things I did because I was in this really dark place for such a while and, um, and even other insecurities, like we, we can have different episodes about so Every many insecurities, insecurities right? So what I started to do, I started to understand, like, I have to love myself. Now, listen, one thing I'm going to share really quick too. I do have boobs. I paid for them. I paid five grand for them. They're fabulous. This is a nice bra I have on, but let me tell you a little secret. Okay. I did get a breast augmentation three years ago. I also nursed three babies at this point and had boobs that looked like little flaps of weird skin. (laughs) Like, let's just say you never want to be on top in a situation, in some situations. (laughs) Heaven help everyone. Okay. And so that was a decision I made for myself before I met Mark now the surgery was booked like five months later. And so I had met Mark in this five months, met Mark, started dating heavily. We were engaged. I'm like, oh, side note, I'm about to get a boob job. So buckle up. Like you're going <laughs> to have to happening. Help me. And, but anyway, this is, this is one of my insecurities too. Like people write, oh, I don't have boobs. I want boobs. Look at that girl with boobs over there. But sometimes the girl with boobs has issues that you don't even know about. 
and I'm the girl with boobs and issues. So I get this surgery. Boob issues. I have, oh, I just hit my little pop filter. Um, I'm the girl with boob issues because I went and had this plastic surgery. You think that's going to make everything just 100% better in your life? No, I went and got the boobs and still hate myself sometimes or had issues clearly I mean I had this surgery before any of this stuff even happened to me and I still struggled with insecurity I still felt like somebody with no boobs was better than me I mean it, it's like that is right. the shit show in our it's heads a mental it's a mental thing it's all it's, mental it's the learning to love yourself it's not a physical yeah. it's not a physical appearance although in our mind that yeah. is a lot of what it is if you do I, you think if I only could lose 10 pounds yeah. I would be so happy if I could only fit into that bikini, I would look so happy. If, if I, I had, had the boobs, hair, I'd feel better. Exactly. If I had the eyebrows, I'd feel better. Eyebrows like, on fleek. If my eyebrows are on fleek. <laughs> no. So here's what I say. These are some things I did. And I anybody out there that's listening, I swear to you, if you do this, it can help you. Because I thought I was honestly hopeless. I did. I, I felt hopeless. I felt like... I am never going to come out of this. I'm never. How do you even love yourself after 33 years? And this is what I did. This sounds cheesy. I made a vision board. That was the very first thing I started with. I made a vision board and I cleared. I have a, I have a walk-in closet and I cleared a spot in on my back wall in the closet where no clothes are hanging. And I made a vision board and I hung it up there. And on my vision board, I put things on there that whether it was quotes, sayings, affirmations, a picture, a wedding photo of my husband and I, um, goals I had for myself, things that were just all super, super, super positive. Where you need to start is positive affirmations. Because when you, I posted a story on my Instagram a month ago or so, and um, talking about that, like you tell yourself a story long enough and you're going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And so for a long, long time, I told myself, you're not good enough. You're not pretty. Your face is weird. You don't have perfect whatever. No, really like the dumbest shit. And so I believe that. You're not as sexy. You're not this. You're not that. So I had to start slowly starting to tell myself the good things every day. Um, Do this. It's visual. Your mind responds to. You're seeing it every day. Yes. Every day. Even if you're not completely recognizing it, sitting there reading it, your mind does see it. Yeah. It's going to pick up on it. Put it somewhere like my closet. That's I have to get dressed every day. I go there every day. Ah. I get dressed four times a week. <laughs> so do Just you days I shower? You greasy whore. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, those four days I walk in my closet and anyway, so put it somewhere where you can see it all the time, right? This is another thing. Um, I don't care if you have to take post-it notes and stick them on your bathroom mirror that says you are beautiful. You are sexy. You are a good wife. You are a good girlfriend. You are a good mother. You are a good uh, whatever your profession is, whatever exactly. your things are you're struggling with. I don't care if you have to plaster them on a mirror in front of you. I did that for a while. You're worth it. Yeah. Also, there's a few books. Um, Untethered Soul. Amazing. Untethered Soul. Okay. Amazing, amazing. Go read it. I've heard the book Girl, Wash Your Face. It's great. Yeah, I've heard really about that one. Good. I need to read that. But that one, um, The Four Agreements is huge. So the four agreements and then, oh gosh, there's one more and I don't have them with me. I wish I, I'll have to, well, I'll put it on our social media or whatever, but okay. Books are so powerful. I don't care if you listen. They absolutely are. Through headphones. I don't care if you need to sit and read, whatever your thing is, find books that are about self-love, self-worth, all of that. It's the only thing that helped me. And it's not like I read this book and then I was just like, bam, cured. Damn, now I am sexy. Now I am the hottest thing ever. I have demons that haunt me literally daily. And it's a it's it's am I mentally strong enough to fight those demons and tell them to shut the hell up and have confidence in myself? And then I have days where sometimes the demons still take me down. True. And it might take me a day or two to get out of that shitty place. Okay, but uh, but I, you can climb out now. But now I know how to climb you out. You have the tools in your wheelhouse because of the books. Yeah. To know how to deal with it. Yep. So start there. That's what I would say to people. Start Absolutely. somewhere. 
start with another thing I did is every morning I would write a gratitude. I would have like a little journal and I would write just three things because I'm not a big journaler. I'm not either. I can't. I write for like a minute. As dumb as I sound here on this podcast, I sound even worse writing things (laughs) down. (laughs) Okay. No, but throwing that out there. I don't like to write, but what helped me, uh, and I had someone tell this to me, write just three things every morning you're grateful for. And so I would do that. And so you're already starting your pancakes. (laughs) You're already starting your You're starting your day off being grateful instead of obsessing about. Yep things that aren't going right. And you know what I had to do when I started this journey? When I started really trying to come out of this hell hole, I took a break from my social media. I took one I was just going to say that off of my Instagram. Took please, a month if off. you are struggling with this, please know that there's so much good stuff with social media, but take a break and when you come back, unfollow every single account that makes you feel less than. Yep. Every single account. Yeah. It doesn't matter If it's someone with a big, beautiful house, it doesn't matter if it's someone who looks great in that bikini. It doesn't whatever makes you feel insecure. You know, the one the mom that's cooking all the organic home cooked meals that you don't get a chance to (laughs) whatever it is, if it's not making you feel good, unfollow that person. Get off for a while because that's it took a month off and it really just it was amazing. And so start there. There are places you can start. And it's not easy. It, it Like I said, I, I started this journey about a year ago. And I am still, it's a battle every single day to, to love myself. But I have days now where like I'll get ready. And, and my husband can tell. He's like, I feel like you're so much more confident. I love when you are confident, Brittany. And I do. I have days where I'm like, damn. Oh my God. I look good. Look at this chick. I feel good. And then I have days where I still hate myself. It's just all a balance. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. It's some give and take sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, that's. Also, if you're really struggling too, and you try some of these things and you're still in that pit of hell, seek out counseling. Oh yeah. Tell someone, talk to someone. Yep. That, that can also be a huge major help in helping you not only get out of hell, but also to figure out what your triggers are and how to avoid them or, and how to deal with them. So you don't end up there again. Yeah. There's no shame in therapy. Absolutely not. I've been there. I have too. A few times. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, there's no shame in it. So, you know, start somewhere, you guys start somewhere and and our biggest thing we always like to end with is that you are not alone. We never we both understand so many of these issues and yeah. We are all in this together and women it's a hard thing to be a woman these days. So start there with some of that stuff and honestly thanks for letting us be raw and emotional and and we'll be raw and emotional in the next episode. Yeah. Maybe funnier. We don't know. Yeah. We, maybe Just a depends little funnier. On... No, we're crying. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make any promises, though. Okay. Okay. See you guys. All right.